Hello, and welcome to Bearding Alone with Beards and Bearded Men, a beer podcast. My name's Obert. <laughs> Boo. My name's Chris. What up? It's Tud. And uh, for those of you who are listening to our podcast back to back to back and trying to catch up, I'm just going to go right in to where we left off last week and say, Chris, I bought your handle. I got the shampoo. I got the conditioner nice. for my okay. beard. I also, they, they had a discount where I could also get a comb and a brush. So I got all the things and the oil and the balm. So I have all the beard things, <laughs> and, but I don't know how to use them. I don't know the order. What do you, do you do brush, then oil, then balm, then comb? Do you do c- comb, you, you oil? Do comb? You do comb, then oil, then brush, then balm, then wash, then brush, then comb, then oil, Hang on, wait, then I'm taking, taking the notes down. Okay. <laughs> It's basically like roller coaster at the end. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Roller coaster. Like you have to like go from like the worst to first, then from first to worst, and then back to worst to first. And then you leave the conditioner in all day. Right, right. correct. <laughs> yeah. You just want to make sure it's it's really as itchy as humanly possible. <laughs> just so walk from, around with like a really sudsy beard, just yeah, pretending exactly. like that's normal. I mean, yeah. constantly water like you should walk around with a spray bottle so like as it dries out, you just spray it so it just gets like really nice and wet again. She's like, I don't want it to get too soapy, so I have to like itch it. And just have it just drip down my chest all day. That's <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It, it brings out your chest hairs a lot too. Right. It's it's the ultimate sign of a man. <laughs> but but no, I, I'm sure that I'm not the only one who's who's out there who doesn't know how to use all the beard products. So what's what's the deal? Why do I need a br- you you hinted last week, Tud, that I needed a special brush. And also comb. What's the deal? Well, I mean, you're kind of jumping my handle. So, um, I, I mean, screw it. I guess we'll go right into it right now. So, a, <laughs> we're doing it all backwards. Obert did the intro and now Tud's doing a handle first. <laughs> right. I mean, I guess I'll do my handle first. I mean, so the bonus here is as a wooden handle, like you want a wooden handle. So as you rub the beard oil through your beard, you're oiling the comb at the same time. So the comb stays nice and fresh and healthy as you're brushing your beard. The other thing that it does is it helps uh, penetrate down to the skin because some of what the beard oil does is actually moisturize the skin underneath the beard, keeps ah. it nice and silky smooth. Uh, so that's why the that's why that wooden brush it, it gets in there, penetrates, and it actually drags the oil down to your skin. So you know, beautician tips by two very attractive men. It was spoken like beards. a beardsman. <laughs> spoken like a true beardsman, my friend. Yeah. That is why this is uh what is it? Uh welcome to the bearded 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 podcast with bearded men. Only oh, yeah. by beards. Bearding alone Col- with beards and bearded men, a beer podcast. <laughs> Colon a beard podcast. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, so so yeah, that's that's Clearly, that clears up all the oh, questions. Oh, I t- totally you now completely understand exactly what order to do all this stuff in. And <laughs> I mean, how frequent. I mean, I, f- I feel like I need to come up with a new handle now. So, uh, excuse me for the next like fifty-six minutes while I'm silently stewing in the background trying to figure out what I'm going to say. By silently stewing, he means falling asleep in his chair. <laughs> oh, because and we we buried the lead here, but uh, this is we're in two locations this week, not three. Yeah, very true. No, no, we're in four, as in all podcasts. When one of us is in, when one of us is transitioning between planes, right? Yes, because I am partially in the shadow plane. Correct. <laughs> all so right. we, we jump from two to four locations. Okay, 
Yeah. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, Todd and Chris are sharing a mic this week. Getting yeah, real, real up and close and personal. Your beard, your beards are like almost touching. <laughs> well, it's kind of like sometimes when we lean into the mic, we're almost like making out. I mean, we're that close to each other. Yeah, and I'm afraid that if our beards touch, they'll intertwine. They'll right, and then you'll built. just be like Velcro. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we need the one wooden beard comb to rule them all so we can like comb our beards together so they grow to be monstrously sexy items on each of our face. Exactly. I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> so Todd, what are you doing in um, North Carolina? So uh, you know, I was kind of homeless, so I decided to uh, hop a hop a uh, camel, and we uh, wandered right down to North Carolina. And I said, "Hey, North Carolina, you and the camel, me and the camel." Okay. And I said, "Hey, North Carolina, do you know where uh, my buddy Chris lives?" And they were like, "Yeah, sure, camels." So they dropped me off right at his front doorstep. Very true. It was very inconvenient for everybody. So there were multiple Except camels. All like of the camels. So you had a whole pack of camels. Yeah, so many in my front yard. And they're not very nice to the grass down here. I got to ask, one hump or two? Important question. Three. Okay. <laughs> I had never seen a three-humped camel before. Well, I, you haven't been looking hard enough then. Uh, no, them, Car- them North Carolina camels are full of surprises. The one that Tud was on was humped multiple, multiple times, so... <laughs> <laughs> hey don't judge me for my camel choices hey you float your own boat man um no but we uh we had we had a lot of fun today we can get into it after the beers i think though i think oh, we're all point. Yeah. getting a little getting a little uh thirsty over here as as we say on this podcast we're getting thirsty it's time to review a beer yeah absolutely who wants to over do you want to start us off or do you want one of us to start us off do like a like a sandwich between the t- two locations sure why don't we do that okay I'll, i don't, I don't know what you're talking about we're in three different locations right exactly or four whatever it's really unclear <laughs> three maybe four i've transcended planes motherfuckers <laughs> tud is above all places <laughs> all right well i'm gonna go first then uh because i am lucky enough to share with everybody on the podcast my first ever bottle logic brewing uh beer hey Ooh. i have that can Ooh. Well, that's because our friend of the show, friend of the podcast, Jordan, sent this to me. It's called uh, Stealth Mode, a tart ale brewed with blueberries featuring the Invisible Man. And it's got a pretty cool can art. Pretty clearly, it shows the Invisible Man on it. Hey, why does that dude have no face? Well, because he's the Invisible Man, of course. So, like I had said, this is acquired in a beer trade with uh, Wreck My Podcast star, Jordan. Oh my God, I get to witness a bad pour in person. Oh, this is a gorgeous beer right now. Yeah, the important question is when Todd opens his beer, is it legally okay because it's in Chris's house? We'll have to get Warren on the podcast. Yeah, we'll have to find out. Get yeah. the legal consult. Wow, you were... Look at that. Hey, hey. Look at that. Hey, for all the listeners out there, can we just get a little bit of a round of applause for like a perfect pour? Yeah, it's, that's fine. They can see it. They know. <laughs> so I poured into my, my of course, my Hoppasaur glass. And it's a nice dark purplish blue because of the blueberries. On the nose, you get just heavy, heavy, strong blueberry smell. And I'm pretty excited for it. I'm not. I've never had a Bottle Logic beer until now, but I've heard amazing things about them. So we will. And actually, I'm I'm reading now. It's a collaboration between Bottle Logic and Campy Creatures. Sorry, Campy Creatures. So let's see how it goes. So, um, 
as you're staring at this can, the one thing I have to say that I, I do notice is that it seems like they put a lot of, of time into the art as well as into uh, the description of the beer, which is unique. Obviously, um, you know, a lot of the Eastern Shore beers they don't they don't really take the time to describe like what beers they're having. So I, I wonder if this is just more of like a West Coast style. Obert, as somebody who lives in in kind of the West Coast, I'm going to call you like the you know, <laughs> the pseudo West Coast. No, we have a we have a we have a term. It's just um, I live in the West. No, no. no pseudo west coast okay uh that, that's the fourth location yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> i'm coming here from both the west and the pseudo west coast correct do you find that a lot of your beers down there give a full description of like how they brew the beer and and uh the different flavors that you're expecting kind of like bottle logic no not really that's um not a not really a pseudo west coast thing that i've noticed out here maybe it's a full-on west coast thing i feel like you should get with the game then i'll have to let the breweries that i go to know to get on their get on their stuff (laughs) so how is it chris so this is really really good um i mean as it says very very strong blueberry flavor um, it is a little bit tart on the front. Then the blueberries come in, kind of, you know, save it a little bit. And I say that like it makes it more, much more sweet on the back end. Um, pretty much if it's, it's, uh, it's almost like drinking a blueberry puree almost <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, it looks the part, it tastes the part like re- just really awesome beer. I mean, if you're a fan of blueberries, you're going to like this beer. Um, Oh, wow. What? <laughs> For the first time ever on a podcast, I can join in on somebody else's beer tasting and go, well, not, that's not, not true. the first time we've done this. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We did a whole thing. We drank six different light beers all together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But 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 different. different. This is a different time, though. This is the first time in four locations. Right. We, uh, right, right, we, we move past. We move into the fourth dimension. This is the for first this one. interplanar review. <laughs> I will say there's a little bit of like a vanilla aftertaste at the you get out of this too. And maybe that's just, you know, the ultimate like cooling vanilla flavor from the beer. But I do taste a little bit of vanilla on the back end. What do you what do you think of that, Chris? Did you get vanilla? I mean, it it is very sweet on the back end. I attributed it to the blueberries. I can see how it could be vanilla. Um it doesn't say on here that it is vanilla. So I also received a package from Jordan. Shout out, thank you. Um and this was in there. So I've, I've tried this beer as well. And I, I don't remember getting any vanilla in there, but I do remember it being a very good beer. Yes. Very. Okay. I was going to tell you to go open up the can so we can all taste it no. all together <laughs> in the first, second, third, and fourth dimensions. Yeah. <laughs> no, I couldn't, but... I couldn't wait for that one, unfortunately. I, uh, I had it all, my, all by myself, but it was, it was really good. I like that beer. Yeah, very good. Um, I'm going to give this... As my first ever bottle logic beer, and I'm a big fan of blueberries. CJ would love this beer if he could drink it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna give it a four two five. It's 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 really good. It's kind of it's one of those sour beers. It's not too sour. Uh, Dana would like this beer because I know she'd ask me, "Would I like this beer?" And I would say yes. Uh, but really good. Uh, if you like the blueberries, um, then it's it's right up your alley. Bottom so, line: Jordan, if your name last name is Adamowitz, you're gonna like this beer. <laughs> i can't speak on behalf of my dad or anything but well i uh, guess that's true i guess if you, if you live in chris's house and you're not a cat odds are you're gonna like this beer yeah i mean if you mix it with a coors light my dad might get on board but yeah i don't know about that but uh solid solid beer uh thank you jordan again for sending us all this beer mm. because 
if not if not for you we would have never had it so Todd, do you want to give like a quick yeah what did you what would you give it on a scale of 0.25 to 5 0.25 to 5 so so i'd probably also echo chris's opinion of giving it a 425 it's a solid beer uh it's a really nice sour it's got a little bit of that vanilla on the back end that i taste but obviously it seems like i'm the only one who tastes it but as we all know i am on the upper echelon of flavors anyway so therefore suck it people humble brag yeah <laughs> i don't I, I think that's just a brag i don't think that's a humble brag no no of course that's that's a humble brag not a brag i'm just if you want me to really brag, I'd be like, ha, 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 ha. You guys can't taste anything that I taste. I taste some vanilla. I taste some, you know, cinnamon. I taste some blueberries. Screw y'all. No, humble brag. I only taste vanilla. Well, and you said at 425, what does Untapped have to say about this beer? So uh, Untapped has to write this beer as out of 3,327 chickens, Untapped rates this beer as a 4.20. Okay, so we're so like you guys right are on pretty st- in line there. Yeah. Oh yeah, we're right on, on top pace. Of it. So you spoke about this beer and Bottle Logic in particular, like it's a it's a highly sought after brewery. Is this like a famous California brewery? I mean, I can't speak about how famous it actually is. I've definitely heard of them before, and that's probably just because of the beer trading sites and things of that I've seen. Um, I was pretty excited to see it. I it's not something that I would probably go out of my way to find. Uh, well, actually, I might now that I've had this beer. So, um, yeah. but I've definitely heard of them before. I think they they tout a little bit of clout when you're talking about craft beers, especially from like the California area, which is pretty substantial, as we'll get to a little later. Yeah, and I will uh, echo that by saying that I've heard of them before in the beer trading industry because. I believe that they are probably in the upper echelon of California beers. So up there with Modern Times, up there with Russian River, Russian River, Monkish. Yeah. Uh, like like there's a lot of big breweries on California, obviously because they make up ninety percent of the West Coast. Um, there's a lot of breweries there, but there are the few like big go-to breweries, and uh, Bottle Logic is one of them. And let's not forget the often overlooked montana as part of the west coast yeah i mean pseudo pseudo, pseudo west, west coast, coast. <laughs> yeah we've already we're, discussed we're part this. of that other 10 percent that isn't california <laughs> right so over what did you rate it did you rate it on a tapped i rated this beer a 4.0 i thought it was really good but um i guess i was a little bit below the average and the co-host average but um you know for for a very fruit forward sour beer was I, my opinions of it was really good not something i think i would want more than one of but um i i enjoyed it yeah i can definitely see that you know not wanting to drink a ton of them back to back to back so astute observation and of course you have to be the stickler of the podcast of course yeah. that's my couldn't just my jump job. on the 425 trade no no <laughs> um uh, but let, let me roll right into my review here and um yeah what you got what beer from the pseudo west coast are you drinking today Good question. And uh, it's early October here. That means it's elk hunting season. Uh, the rut just ended. So to celebrate all that, I have an elk camp IPA here from Cascade Lakes Brewing Company. They are out of Oregon, Redmond, Oregon. Um, this is a dry hopped hazy IPA. It's not super unfiltered, but and um, I can see a little bit of some sediment floating around in here. Uh, it's not super hazy, I would say, 
so from the looks of it, it looks as though it's it's hazy, but it doesn't have that like bright orange color that you would attribute to a juicy, hazy, you know, New England bad boy, you know? Exactly. Yeah, it's hazy without being New England style. Yeah. I feel mm. like it's going to taste a little bit more West Coasty than East Coasty for for our pseudo West Coast friend there. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it says on the can, it's juicy and striking flavor will have you hiking mountains and crossing streams for more, which I can totally get behind. You're trying to head west, obviously. Yeah, or at least up into the mountains. Even though I'm not an elk hunter myself, um, you know, I can see how this would be a great, great beer to have in camp. So, Have you ever tried elk hunting? No, I have not. But, have you ever uh, thought about going elk hunting? No, but it's, you know, it's a pretty common activity here in Montana. Bow hunting season is just ending and rifle season is starting up so uh you know it's everybody talks about it you know like some people will be you know did you see the colts game last night here it's like oh where are you going hunting you know what are you hunting this weekend and tell me about your hunting trip last weekend so it's like i said pretty popular activity to do especially in northwest montana um but yeah getting back to the beer review here um kind of muted aroma not that super um, hop forward smell on the nose. I get more of like maybe a, uh, like Amarillo El Dorado hop profile from this. Something a little earthier as opposed to like those brighter, juicier hops. Right. And tasting it definitely packs a hop punch in terms of, I can tell that they dry hop this with a good quantity of hops, but, um, I don't get, it, it kind of confirms what we were saying about it not being a New England IPA, being much more of a West Coast hazy IPA, which is like a more earthy, dank kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for translating mm-hmm. what that means. Um, and, you know, I'm all about the tree houses and the, the beards and the super hoppy, s- super bright IPAs as opposed to this one. Uh, that being said, I'm going to give this a three and a half, um, you know. Pretty average IPA for me. Uh, I like IPAs, but this one is not near the top of my list. Right. And and I mean, it's safe to assume just by knowing your drinking habits that you're definitely more of a New England style tropical citrusy versus the piney, earthy, dank Western style, correct? Yeah. And I think tropical can mean a couple different things. Um, I'm not really a big, you know, sometimes I see pineapple a lot in tropical beers that's not really me i don't really like that i'm more of a um i don't know what are ted what are other tropical fruits well i mean you've got your star fruit obviously of course <laughs> you've got your uh jackfruit your, le- your i mean then obviously you, you have the most common ones of orange and lemon and lime and pineapple and mango so uh out, out of the common ones what are you tasting yeah, maybe not so much of that. Or no, I guess it's not what am I tasting. It's what do I like in terms of New England style. Well, right. okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. That question too. But I, I was hoping like as I jogged your memory of citrus fruits, you'd be like, oh yeah, this is what that tastes like. Right. And I don't get a lot of, like I said, this is definitely an earthier profile than than a citrusy. But I So think, you get a lot of dirt then. Yeah. Piney, um, like maybe it, the... I get more of like the the smell of a cantaloupe than <laughs> the flavor of a cantaloupe. <laughs> okay. Nice. The smell of the rind, you know? It's got that like earthiness. 
Yeah, that dirty, that dirt smell. Yeah. Hey, I picked this up off the ground. Here I go. Yeah. Oh, look at, boys, this smells like dirt. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, you know, just going outside after a fresh rainstorm is what this beer tastes like. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Nice. So now that I've stretched my creative limits on describing this beer flavor, why don't we hear from Tud and his super tasting abilities? (laughs) So this week I am drinking to streak blood across my brow from Burial Brewing Company. It is a uh, double IPA. It is 8.5% ABV. The tagline of it is, the chuckling endless insanity of an appetite for utter disaster paves the path to unrelenting purity. Double dry hopped with galaxy hops all day. I was going to say, that sounds like a burial beer name if I've ever heard one. <laughs> oh. hey, hey, I'm here, <laughs> I'm, I'm here legally just so I don't get fined. Uh, delivering the summons across from across the house. <laughs> so as you pour this beer... It is a very hazy style IPA. Um, I'm going to show this picture to the boys over the camera. Obviously, check the Instagram feed for a picture uh, come t- Thursday. Nice. And your beer looks like it would be super effective against Chris's beer. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, I guess. Oh, yes. That's yes. a hop mander, yeah. hoposaur reference. <laughs> uh, yes, yes. I, it, picked, I, I, it took me a minute to pick it up. But yeah. Shout out to our friends at Poor Character. I've been meaning to ask, are those glasses dishwasher safe? They are not dishwasher safe. Wow. That, I mean, I, I feel like every time I see you with a beer, it's in that glass. So you must really like that glass to hand wash it so often. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We, uh, it, they're hand wash cold water. Um, and, but they're worth, they're worth everything because most Instagram posts, the first thing they're like, they're like, man, I love that Pokemon glass. And I was like, hell yeah, you do because poor characters. Awesome. <laughs> So there you go. A little bit of shout out. I got to get a poor character glass. I just haven't decided what I want to rep on mine. Yeah, you should reach out to them. They're great people. Okay. So my beer is to streak blood across my brow. Um, Obviously, it's a New England style IPA. Let's check it out. Yeah. Super light, like a, a bright, almost yellow. It's like the closest to, to white I've ever seen a beer. Yeah. Very, very yellow. All right. So, uh, Initial flavor is it's got a little bit of bitterness in the back end for type of tropical fruits. I would probably say a little bit of citrus with like the, the orange flavor, maybe a little pineapple on, you know, on the slight end, but there's a lot of mango in this beer. Um, you know, the two probably distinct features are orange and mango. If you, if you probably blended them in a blender, pour them in a glass, add a little bit of booze, you're probably going to get this in this beer. Obviously, with some Galaxy Hops, you get a little bit of uh, earthy undertones to end with. Ultimately, the three biggest flavors that I'm getting here are a little bit of earthy undertones from the Galaxy Hops, as well as a lot of orange, a little bit of mango, and then, you know, outside of the three, it's probably pineapple is the next biggest feature. I wouldn't say that you taste anything else. It's 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 kind of very overpowering from a census standpoint, where it kind of blocks out the rest of the fruit. Um, maybe a little bit of lime and a little bit of lemon, but that also could just be the, uh, orange just peeking its way through and kind of leading the charge there from a flavor standpoint. Um, overall, I'd probably give this beer really good. Uh, probably give it a, probably a four, two, five. Nice. 
Yeah, it's really good. So, do you want to guess what the Untapped Universe thinks of this? Sure, I will give it a uh, from an Untapped standpoint a four point four point <laughs> three two. Very close. Uh, so, out of the forty one hundred check ins, it is a four point three four. Ooh, oh wow! So one day, one of us is going to get this right. Like, <laughs> we've gotten some close ones. Um, yeah. Can I, I'm really curious what Chris thinks about this beer. Can you reach okay. through the shadow, the shadow plane? I mean, what if we operated in in a fifth dimension? Obviously, with the fifth dimension being smell. Yeah, I definitely get a lot of the fruits that Ted was talking about. I think I get a little bit more pineapple than he does, but I do taste the mango pretty heavily as well. The bitterness is awesome. Uh, it's not overpowering. Um, it doesn't leave you like you know puckering your lips or anything like that. Uh, I love this beer. Uh, when we went to Burial, I bought a couple four packs of it, so. I'm definitely uh, I'm definitely one of the 4100 that thinks it's amazing. Nice. I I rated it a 4.5 on Untapped. Uh, this is one of those beers that I feel like they were like, hey, you know who our target audience is? Chris, and they made a beer. That so. looks like a beer for me too. I mean, just from looking at it, it looks it looks super tasty. So for our north, for hang on, for our northerner listeners, I would say that their most closest com- or comparison beer is probably a haze with a little bit more bitterness on the back end. Um, haze is, you know, you know, renownedly a very hoppy, but at the same time, smooth beer. This beer, very much the same flavors, but with uh, with a little bit more bitterness in the back. Who makes haze? Uh, your, your friendly neighborhood treehouse brewery. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's one of the four horsemen that treehouse creates. So, so um, in, in other news... Outside of our beer tasting news. Beep, 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 beep. Yes, exactly. Uh, Chris and I went to a beer festival today. and Awesome. In fact, an unknown, unannounced beer festival that as we woke up this morning, Dana said to us, hey, did you know there was a beer festival in town? So unknown to just you, basically. You mean, <laughs> not yeah, like, it wasn't like a, a pop-up, random, unannounced brew fest. Right. I mean, it was unknown to Chris and I, if that helps. It does. That's unknown. Yeah. So so she uh as as we woke up in the morning was like, Hey, did you guys know there was a beer festival today? And I was like, No, but doesn't surprise me I'm in town. I, I you know, beer festivals kinda of follow me like the plague. They just they just happen. Yeah, they just happen. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm the better version of a plague where you know, everywhere I go, beer festivals follow me. So what was the name of this beer festival? It was the Hops and Harmony Beer Festival in downtown Statesville. And just so the listeners know how hard in the paint we go as two 31 year old men we drank until 4 a.m last night <laughs> and my and my wife dana woke us up at well woke me up i should say at noon and was like hey there's a beer festival it starts in an hour get in the shower and i was like well what the f is going on <laughs> well i gotta give your wife a lot of credit for like dealing with your son until noon while letting you sleep and then being like, yeah, I'm going to tell you about this beer festival that I found out about so you guys could go and drink beer. Yeah, it was it was it was pretty it was pretty awesome. Shout out shout lie. out to Dana. Absolutely. 100%. Now, now in full transparency, I was up before noon. Um unlike my other co-host here who couldn't no matter what I did, he wouldn't rise out of bed. So I was up at, you know, 10:30 11 o'clock a.m. and I had already had a few waters in me plus a few coffees obviously as the day goes so i did not wake up ready to go to a beer festival but when dana mentioned it and i was like oh okay i'm you 
64 ounces worth of water in and plus, you know, 32 ounces worth of coffee in. I'm ready to go here. So we were, we, uh, we hopped, skipped and jumped over to the middle of Statesville for this 25 brewery, 55 beer, beer festival. That's awesome. And I got to ask for our listeners here, what does the harmony part of hops and harmony mean? There was a stage at the end of the beer festival. Uh, it was they they cut off an entire street. So at the end of the at the end of the beer festival, there was a uh, a stage where they had a whole bunch of live music from Statesville playing, like local bands. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Was it just all styles? Was it rock, honky tonk? What do you got? A little bit of everything. I would say I would say a very big mixture of. Uh, country music and like classic rock you had a lot of like old time local bands who kind of blended those two styles together think like leonard skinner meets a little bit more of like mid like late 70s early 80s rock that's that's kind of what you got southern rock maybe yeah yeah that's probably that's probably fair yeah Yeah, i mean we are south in the mason dixon so i i guess that would be south that's very true yeah, but I guess enough about the the music. Let, like, I want to hear about all these beers. Yeah, so um, like, like I said, there's 25 breweries there, so a lot of beers to be had. But I will say that obviously because it's fall, um, no matter where you are in the country, besides the fact that Obert lives in the blizzard capital of the world. TM, TM. There was a lot of fall-style beers. So the best beer that I had was by a brewery that did a gourd pumpkin imperial stout mm. it was 9.5 percent abv and we're talking about a beer that was just every every bit of it was just fantastic that sounds incredible um, yes there was at least seven or eight different breweries there that did a lot of pumpkin beers this one blew the the pumpkin beers out of the water not only did it blow the pumpkin beers out of the water though it blew a lot of the other like standard ipa style beers out of the water so so ted what was the name of that beer slash brewery that made that delicious beer. So the name of the beer was uh, Gourd Rocker Imperial Pumpkin Porter by Double Barley Brewing out of Smithfield, North Carolina. Uh, what they what they told me was, and what they told Chris and I, is that they get 12 pounds of pumpkin from their local pumpkin patch every single year, and they mash it up along with a little bit of vanilla, but not a lot of cinnamon, and they brew a beer with it every single year. It probably sells out within about three weeks um and everybody always complains with the fact that they don't have enough beer <laughs> but in the words of the guy who works there they'd rather have not enough than too much and have to sell it in de- into december that's fair so overall probably one of the best pumpkin beers i've had in my life mm-hmm. which is saying a lot coming from new england yes well that's what i was gonna say despite the fact that i come from new england everybody and their uncle brews a pumpkin beer this beer probably takes the cake when it comes to pumpkin beers yeah, it's a lot harder to find pumpkin beers in Montana. Like, especially it's, you know, pumpkin patches aren't a thing around Halloween here because all the pumpkins, like it freezes and the pumpkins don't really make it that long. So there's no like pick your own pumpkins. They got to, you know, keep them in greenhouses or something, I think. I don't know how they do it, but. But I want to give a shout out to a couple of the breweries that we stopped by. Fourth Creek, of course, was there. Um, they're awesome. Had them on the show before. What was uh, Lost Province is one that. We stopped by, they had about five or five different beers available and they were all really, really solid. Their pink velvet was really good. And they, they have, uh, I love it when you call me big guava, which was nice. Per, yeah. Pretty awesome. Uh, Southern strain brewing company had a couple big ones 
And then another big brewery was uh, Protagonist Beer. They had a few different breweries with Coco Beware being their lead off for me, which is a coconut style brown ale. Um, Ghost Face Brewing, which had uh, they, they run a beer, a quote unquote beer lab in North Carolina, where uh, they had a lot of different flavors of styles of beer. They had the Downtown Coco Brown, a cotton candy sweetie go ipa which legitimately tastes like cotton candy was it good it was delicious <laughs> i mean do you like ip do you like cotton candy i do but i don't know if i would want it in a beer hang on do you like cotton candy i do but i don't know if i would want it in a beer no 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 oh. i want a, a single word answer do you like cotton candy yeah do you like ipas yeah do you like beer well if i like ipas yeah no no, no. don't 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 mess around with me. Do you like I, do you like beer? <laughs> yeah. All right. So if this you like is, this is serious. Don't mess around. So if you like those three, if you like those three questions, all of the above <laughs> equals one beer that you would like. I mean, um, I don't uh, like cotton candy ice cream from Buttonwoods. It doesn't matter. Okay. I mean, it might matter a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and the last shout out I'll give to, obviously, is due to my favorite man crush brewery that was at the beer festival and ultimately made it so I wanted to go was Wicked Weed with uh, Oblivion, which, as I rated during my bachelor party, was blackberries equals good sour. Um, the comment today was, this didn't change my opinion. Blackberries equal good sour. And Lieutenant Dank with a shout out to uh obviously the hit movie Forrest, Forrest Gump. Gump. Oh, we got it. We got the reference, but uh Oh, okay. We weren't sure. <laughs> hey, did did you want to know a little bit more about Forrest Gump? Um only if there's other Forrest Gump themed beers. No. If there's right, a so box of on. chocolates <laughs> stout that I want to hear no, about. No, so it. moving so moving on. <laughs> yeah. So there was another brew fest this weekend in addition to the one in Statesville. I know, and it's the one that's been making me super envious every time I open my Instagram. <laughs> Oktoberfest. Well, I guess there's two. No. There's multiple. Well, there's I mean, Oktoberfest yeah, October here in Whitefish, it- which I went to last night, but also <laughs> in addition to one in Munich. Um, but no, we're talking about that one that happens every year around this time of year in Denver. Oh, uh, I was going to say Oktoberfest again. Yeah. Uh, multiple answers. <laughs> Oktoberfest again, <laughs> this time in Denver. What are beer festivals <laughs> for 500, Alex? Oktoberfest again, colon, this time in Denver. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big, big fan of non-toberfest, but it's the one after Oktoberfest. Uh, no, the Great American Beer Festival. Yeah. 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 G- Gabfa. In, in yeah. Case you're... Hashtag Gabfa. Gabfa. Every year I see people who win all these gold silver and bronze medals and um yeah i haven't talked to anybody who's been but it seems like it's a hell of a party yeah i was actually talking to our friend of the pod l at sip on what earlier this evening and she was kind of recapping a little bit and basically how it's amazing you drink all the beer all the breweries are there it's just like the best thing ever and i was like well i'm just super jealous of you now so is, is she there she 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 did go. Yeah, she went and um, like this year or last year. No, or? this year. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's, she's there right now. Well, she, I think she's, like she's on her way home. In Denver. I think she was on her way home. But either way, she was in Denver. Yes, physically. Yeah. Yes. But uh, so for for those in our audience who aren't aware of of how the whole process works, is it's they have um you know five different three hour judging sessions take place over a three day period during the week of the festival. And it's a blind taste test. So they don't know the brand name. They don't know the breweries. They don't know anything. Um, And they have industry professionals come in and be the judges. And 
then that's how they award these gold, silver, and bronze in a bunch of different categories. I think it's 107 categories is what it says here. And this year they awarded 320, I think, 320 medals. Mm, um, yeah. And I was reading, it's interesting that they don't necessarily award three medals in every category. Like if they don't think there's a gold medal winner, they won't award one. They might award like a silver and bronze. Or if they think that there was like two that were great, they'll like award one a gold and one a silver. But they don't think they aren't going to award three to every category. It looks like based on what I can see on the list, most of them have gold, silver, and bronze this year. Yeah. So let me tell you guys why I'm cranky here. Oh, we haven't had one of these in a while. It, yeah. So uh, let's let's bring back this this popular people segment. Um, as you look at the list of breweries here and the list of states and the list of awards, you will notice a distinct lack of northern breweries that are representative. I don't know what their criteria of being included in on this list here is, but when you look at a comp uh, as a at a state like Massachusetts and they have one beer that's on the GABF list or if you look at Connecticut and they have three beers that are on the list or if you look at a Vermont that has one or a Maine that has one you start to kind of wonder what are the qualifications to to qualify for the Great American Beer Festival when obviously you have a you have another big brewery state California that has 68 entries it's almost Personally, I feel a little left out as the East Coast as to wondering why we are not included in on the biggest beer fest, especially when you look at a state like the state that it's in, Colorado, that has only 40. Well, that, that is a good point about like maybe some anti-East Coast bias. But I do think some of it might be and, you know, not to defend them too much, but how it works, like I was saying the breweries choose to enter their beers and you can see a lot of the categories like i'm going to go through the list here and say like fruited american style sour ales had 215 entries american style wheat beer 80 entries um wood and barrel aged strong stout 172 entries so there's a ton of breweries entering and i could see if you you know if you're a brewery in colorado where to go and enter all you have to do is hop in your car and and drive a couple hours away then maybe it's more incentive for a small local brewery to enter versus if you're in the new England, you got to, you know, it's a serious time commitment. If you're a small brewery that, uh, you know, has all hands on deck every weekend and you're the founder and you're working every Saturday, maybe you can't take the, afford the time to go to Colorado. So that could be part of it too. Yeah. And I just want to clarify when Ted was rambling off those numbers, those were the amount of medal winners from each state. Right. Not, not beers that were submitted from each state. Yeah, I'm just I'm just pissed off that when you look at the Northeast, like we brew some of the best beers in the nation, well, and we're not on the list. Like I, it just it. But then again, I mean, I I don't disagree with you. I love Connecticut beer, New England beer, but like, who's to say that maybe these beers are better than what we're used to? False, false, just false. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, it is a blind. Like they don't when they judge the beers, they don't know what the beer is. So I don't think it's a matter of somebody uh, saying, oh, I don't, you know, this is a beer from this place. I don't like it. That being said, maybe a lot of the judges are from the pseudo West Coast, like Colorado, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and like a style maybe more similar to what's out there. That could be a thing, you know, that could be it. But 
uh, without knowing who the judges are and and their their mix of where they're from, it's I don't you know I couldn't say that for sure. Yeah, and, and I'm sure these judges are like even though like Tud has this awesome palate for for beer, I'm sure these guys have been like studying beer for the years and years and years and years. These guys don't hold a candle to me. Well, right. so I I without further delay, to say. I want to go into some of the notable winners um, that maybe beers that we've tried, that we've heard of, so maybe something that we should keep our audiences on the lookout for in terms yeah. of, you know, if they're going to some of these places, st- stuff to try out. Um, I wanted to start just quickly with, you know, actually I'll start with the Montana beers because that's where I live. That's a lot of the beer I focus on. And unfortunately, none of the breweries near me won any any um, awards but um, you guys remember when I had Teddy Roosevelt, American Badass, on the podcast way back yeah. when? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's from Metal Arc Brewing out of Sydney, Montana, way on the Dakota side of the state. And they won um, for best aged beer with their Mob Barley and uh, the best ex- – And uh, sorry, that was, that was a bronze medal. But they did get a gold medal in experimental beer category for their Fungus Shoey. So I'm going to try and seek those two out for sure if I can find them uh, anywhere near here. Nice. So I'd love to give a shout out to uh, one of my local breweries, Tribus Beer Company, which uh, came in first place with the gold medal uh, in the juicy or hazy pale ale section for their gulp beer. Um, Tribus is out of Milford, Connecticut. They came in above silver medalist Weldworks Be- Brewing Company for their Itsy Bitsy uh, at a Greeley, Colorado. Um, and the Mo Hazick, uh, from the Migration Brewing Company out of Wilkes, Portland, Oregon. So that is a big win for Connecticut. Yeah. And I see here that there was 114 total entries in that juicy or hazy pale ale category. So to be the best out of 114 says a lot. It is. And I've never, personally, I've never been to Tribus, but I've heard a lot of good things. Well, one thing that I thought was interesting looking at the Connecticut beers is you talked so much about how it was really hard to find an Oktoberfest. And another gold winner from uh, podcast favorite Nebco, New England Brewing Company, was their Shits and Giggles, <laughs> um, which is a Dortmunder or German-style Oktoberfest. <laughs> and that was not a Marzen style. I thought that was interesting that uh, they, they, notify, they noted the difference between a Marzen and, a, and this other Dortmunder style. I would love to be able to try that and see how it compared to... if it Because... That's a pretty impressive category for for them to get a win in. Yeah, apparently I should have driven down to the other yeah. side of the state to find a, an Oktoberfest for last <laughs> week's episode. I want to jump in here and give like a shout out to I'll, I'm going to go out on a limb and say friends <laughs> of the pod, even though they might not know it yet. Maybe maybe brewery we have a crush on Hillman Beer, <laughs> secret admirer brewery. <laughs> exactly. Yes, um, but hashtag beer beer crush Thursday. <laughs> There it is. Um, but their ESB, which is their extra strong bitters, won a gold medal in the extra str- extra special bitter category this year. And uh, those folks are awesome. I bought a shirt last time I went. Great food, great beer. I've actually had this ESB. Very good. If you are into those extra special, extra strong bitter. Which is like an old English style. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but there's quite a few. Um, Sugar Creek won a silver, which is down in Charlotte, which I think Tud went to the other day. Yeah, so um, I wandered through their brewery the other day, and 
they won a, a silver medal for their Belgian double. Is there a cool, cool little brewery in the lower left hand of Charlotte? Uh, I had wandered through the area and hadn't stopped by lower left as well as them, as well as the 4001 Yancey, which is Southern Tier, uh, six point and victory. Yeah, and you know, there we had a, we had twelve winners in North Carolina, of course. Yeah, and uh, and a lot of them out of Charlotte. I see one, two, three, four, five, six, six Charlotte winners. And one thing that I thought was notable was you look at the contemporary Gosa category: one hundred and two entries. Right? First, oh, yeah, gold, that. gold, and silver medal. Gold goes to Cruise to Nowhere from Town Brewing Company, and silver goes to Mimosa Gosa at a pilot brewing company, both of them in Charlotte. So that's pretty cool to have the best two ghosts in the country being neighbors. That is pretty cool. I mean, we got we got ghosts on lock. Uh, so so that was just a few winners that we wanted to tell you guys about. We're gonna I'll put a PDF link to all of the winners um, in our show notes. Check them out. Let us know if you have tried these beers, some of your favorites. What do you wish made the list, maybe? Um, and maybe if you go out of your way and try them, let us know. Because I'm definitely going to try and find these out. If there's anything that was within 200 miles of me, maybe I would go and drive there and try their award-winning beers. But uh, until then, I guess I'll have to rely on you guys, maybe on your trip to Charlotte tomorrow to drop Tut off at the airport. If you hit one up, let me know. But um, with that being said, why don't we move on to our favorite segment, where we tell you all things we like or love as we fill up our frosty mug of wisdom with its three handles full of life advice. So, Chris, why don't we have you go first? All right. So mine this week is for all of us beer folks that like to send packages in the mail, wink, wink, uh, you know, full of not beer, wink, wink. Uh, mine is something that I, I kind of stumbled upon by accident and it's made a hell of a lot of difference packing up these packages and of not beer and it is a hand tear packing tape i don't know if you guys ever used this before or not but i mean i've I've used non-hand tear packing tape and i know how much it sucks (laughs) yeah so imagine having tape that doesn't suck that much uh it's really changed my life like duct tape but clear yeah 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 it's like (laughs) way to break it down really easily and like like (laughs) duct tape that can tear with your hands next yeah clear duct tape that's light lighter weight than duct tape and you can tear it with your hands it's it's so much easier than you know either getting the big roll of packing tape that has the the gun attached yeah thingy on it you have and or having like a just a roll that you have to cut with scissors or something like that. It's really changed changed my beer packing. I mean, not beer packing life uh, for for the better. So, I would suggest um, if you are one that sends out a lot of packages, I would pick it up because I highly, highly recommend it. And not having it the other day was awful. Couple, <laughs> couple questions. Okay. One is this a 3M product? I assume probably. I'm, I mean, you can get it through 3M, but there are other brands that you can also get. Um, but, but here's the real question is, does this tape get annoying to peel off the roll? Because that's the one advantage of the gun is it, it, the, the special thingy is it keeps the end 
from getting stuck. And then with packing tape, normally it's like once that end, it gets stuck on the roll, you're like digging with your fingernails and it tears in little pieces, it shreds. How does this do with that? Yeah, that's actually a really good question. So I haven't had an issue with it and I chew my nails like it's no one's business. Um, but also, this is like a mini handle for the people like Obert that struggle with tape. It's like fold a little corner over. <laughs> so you <laughs> Oh, <laughs> so that's when a you good go handle. Back to, go back to get it the second time. No, but um but really I haven't had an issue with it. And like I said, I have no fingernails. So um it's it's uh it's been a it's been a it's been a game changer, so should I say. That's a Makes good handle. It's a lot easier to send out packages, which I know y'all were complaining about. So <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean those are the handles that hit me right in this the handle sweet spot where it's like just a little thing that I wouldn't normally know about, but now next time I buy tape, you know it's going to be hand tear, <laughs> hand yeah. tear tape. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Ted. Do you have a? Do you find another handle now that we stole your first one? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I I have come up with my second handle of the day. Uh, my my handle of the day is going to be a Netflix comedy special that. Uh, We've watched here in North Carolina. Well, I watched, I watched both Chris and Dana laugh their asses off um, and really enjoy it. It, it is Bert Kreischer's, or Kreischer's Secret Time. It's available on Netflix for anybody who has a Netflix subscription. But basically, it is this heavy set dude who tells jokes on stage shirtless. Um, <laughs> that's, his, and, that's his bit? That's his thing? Oh, that is his thing. I've, if anybody's ever seen like the the... I am the machine comedy bit. That is the same guy who does like, he is the same guy who does that comedy bit. Uh, he's got two comedy specials on Netflix. The, you know, the first one is I am the machine. And the second one is called secret time. I recommend going to check both of them out because they are both hysterical. He doesn't really talk about most common topics, so it doesn't blend in with the, like the times. So it, he, he crosses over, you know, whether or not you're, in in 2019 or you're in 2020 <laughs> the two years that it could be correct correct or i, I mean or 1920 i mean if you want to go all the, back, all the way back to 1920 he'd still fit in there uh so i just recommend out burt burt kreischer go check that out he is probably one of the funniest comedians there today as long as you're into like the fat dad joke category nice yeah i can Definitely back this one up because last night uh, Ted was like, oh, you got to watch this. And it, he was like, oh, it's the I am the machine guy. And I'd seen that bit before. That's the only bit I'd seen was the I am the machine story. I have not seen that. I want to. Uh, is it on YouTube? Okay. It's on YouTube. Yeah. We'll, okay. we'll, we'll Netflix, put that in the show right? I mean, go check it yeah. out. We'll, 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 you'll see it before probably the end of this Skype call. But anyways, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and and I was like, oh, man, yeah, that's really funny. But you watch the entire seri- like special, both of them. And I was, it was the most I've laughed in a very long time. It was very, very, very funny. Uh, he's just a funny dude. And like, like Ted said, he's like just this big, big fat guy. I mean, not super big, but anyways, this fat guy that just like, he's like, I take my shirt off right away. I was like, okay, well, <laughs> this, this just went to a new level. Yeah. <laughs> Reminds you of Randy from Trailer Park Boys, sounds like. Not quite that big. No, he's, he's a couple cheeseburgers away from that. Okay. But. <laughs> Randy does have a very impressive gut. It's like he does. It's he crazy does. how he has concentrates all his fat in the one beer gut. I don't know how he does it, but I don't know. I, I don't yeah. know. But um, yeah, definitely back that one up. That sounds good. I will definitely check that one out. Um, and so uh, to top off this frosty mug, um, I'm going to share with you guys a a home improvement 
project I just did today. And it fits right in that sweet spot of home improvement projects where it's like a minor life upgrade, where it's like a minor life upgrade, but um, it was really easy to do, didn't take a lot of time. And just like one of those little niceties around the house, I just changed out all of my hinges on my cabinet doors to be like the soft close hinges because oh. my cabinets always slam really loudly. Why didn't you just add some WD-40 to all of them and just be like, yo, they, they're good to go now? Well, to be honest, it wasn't that they were squeaky except for my liquor cabinet. That's the only one that squeaks. That is Tim, 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 Tim. That, 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 will, that will never stop squeaking, I feel like. Right, yeah. Oh, all no. the WD-40 could be blown into that, it would still squeak. I put I put WD-0 on that. Just It's like extra rust. I just sprayed <laughs> rust on that hinge. Um, but the rest of my hinges, you know, now, now it's like, it just, yeah, I let the cabinet door go and then it, it just slowly closes shut here. I'll put a, a quick sample of what it sounds like. Yep. Uh. That's, that's my cabinet door. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this makes a Snapchat I got earlier in the evening much more, I don't know, make, it make it more a sense. lot more sense. Now. I didn't get yeah. a Snapchat. Yeah. Um, we'll address that later, Ted. Um, the one thing that's surprising. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's stop the show. We're addressing it now. Addressing it now. How did I get a Snapchat of this? I meant to send it to you, but. Nah, go fuck yourself. You were too far down on the list. And I was like, oh, Ted's not going to get the Snapchat after I send it to Chris. And I normally send them all my Snapchats, but. Oh. Ted doesn't send me that many, so it's okay. Okay. <laughs> Chris sends me Snapchats daily. Ted, yeah. I never get yeah, a Snapchat from. Yourself, apparently. Um, the tough part, okay, cutting back into the show. The tough part about the hinges is getting the doors to be the right height with each other. Because you wouldn't think it's that hard, but there's some height adjustment. And then you got to get the gap between the doors just right so they don't hit each other or there's not a big gap. Um, that made for a slightly more challenging thing. And I didn't realize how many cabinets I have. I don't have a huge kitchen. I have 27 cabinet doors. It's a lot wow. of doors. A lot Holy of hinges. Crap. It's over 50. I hope, so. I hope some of those hinges are broken. Yeah, okay. Uh, I'm, I'm counting right now. I think I have roughly 30. So Yeah, it's like it's quite a bit. So it was it was it took me a couple hours today, but uh, well worth it. Now every time I can just let my doors close on their own and not have to hear an annoying slam. So if you... You know, I feel like this is like the Kitten Mittens commercial from... Uh, um, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Like, are your cabinets too loud? <laughs> like, if you're annoyed constantly by how loud your cabinets are, buy these soft close hinges. And um, you know, all you need is a, this is just like a, a drill and uh, or just a screwdriver if you want to take a long time. And that's all you need. Um, that's pretty cool. I remember going into IKEA a couple years ago and playing with all of the soft close hinges. So. <laughs> Yeah, the nope. next thing for me is the drawer is the getting all my drawers, the soft closed drawers, uh, and okay, all right. and then I think the toilet seats, like the the slow, like the oh they have seats. those too. Oh man. Oh yeah. Oh. Yeah, I've been I've seen those before, and it's like that's a game changer. You don't have to worry about you know lightly, gently putting it down. You can just right tip it and walk away. Yeah. Ober is uh, aiming to have the slowest condo in all of <laughs> <Yeah>. Montana. <laughs> I just want. Everything to move molasses speed in my condo. No, I'm I'm out. I'm out on this. I'm not part of the Snapchat group. I'm out. Okay. All right. Welcome to drinking alone with friend. 
where we're only in two dimensions. <laughs> Welcome to a line of dimensions. So with that, I'd like to thank you all for, for coming along on this journey today. I'm going to give a thank you to To Streak Blood Across My Brow by Burial Brewing Company, a double IPA. I'd like to thank Bottle Logic and Campy Creatures Brewing for their stealth mode featuring the Invisible Man. I'm going to thank Cascade Lakes Brewing Company for their Elk Camp IPA. Uh, we'd like to ask you guys to all follow us on all social medias at hashtag DAWF podcast. Um, also hashtag follow the email at DAWF podcast at gmail.com. Make sure you're following along with uh, your general thoughts, your comments, your concerns, and all of the good stuff. Send that right to the email, obviously, because Obert doesn't care about any of us. We hope that you send us a few more emails along there. Yeah. So the plan right now is to jump into the mailbag next week. So if you have any questions, comments, concerns, general thoughts, life hacks, whatever. I see it piling up there behind the the computer. So before yeah, it, it, it falls down and kills you, we should really take care <laughs> of this mail back. Yeah. So if you if you want to get anything in before next week's episode, we'll be doing some uh some mailbag. So yeah, get I, in there. I really want to hear about your thoughts on that GABF beer winners. So if you have any, send them our way. Make sure you guys are going to iTunes and and or your your local favorite podcast app and subscribing. Also, make sure you guys are going to iTunes and giving us a uh, review. Obviously, iTunes is the the one and only place that matters when it comes to reviews and or five star and or five star ratings for people to notice us. Don't don't shake your head at me over. Not only uh, there's other ones. No, you're out. no, you're fucking out. iTunes is the only the only one that matters. iTunes. Go there. But if us. you're listening that on iTunes, we still love you. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, we still love you. Whether you're listening to us on iTunes, Google Play, whatever. You want to go on there. You still want to give us a five-star rating. Plus, leave us a review with a little bit of comment of like, hey, Tud's better than Ober anyways. Other than that, you also want to go to our Patreon. You want to give us a little bit of subscribe dollar a month. You get a little bit of a, 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 a behind-the-scenes content view of us. Uh, we've probably been up for about six months. We probably have about six episodes. So it's about a dollar a month for one episode. Uh, go on there and check it out. Also, make sure you're clicking on our on our Amazon affiliate link. We talk about items you can buy on Amazon at all times, every single week. But it's not just that. All your Amazon shopping, you should be you should you should be doing after you click on our link. Can I add like a post credits mini handle for the show? If you have the Amazon app on your cell phone that brings you to Amazon.com, delete that and then go and save the link in our show notes as a website on your homepage and click, and then that'll replace your Amazon app. Every time you click on it to order things, it'll act just like the regular Amazon, except we get all the credit. And then you don't have to think about going to your podcast app to find it every time. It's just right there on your homepage. That's a, that's a really good life hack right there. Yeah. Yeah. I sent, I sent Todd a video. Sorry. I didn't include you on it, Chris, but I sent Todd a video on how to do this. Oh, and, uh, I'm including on something that you weren't including on. And you I'm like okay. I'm okay with it because no, I bullshit. am level headed. No, this is bullshit. We'll talk about this later. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, my name is Todd. My name's Chris. And I'm Obert. And remember, if you're drinking alone, do it with friends. I'm back from the shadow realm. What did I miss? Um, did you leave the stank in the shadow realm? But... <laughs> no. Oh, it smells so bad. <laughs> it's a very... the shadow realm. It smells like dry bags. It's a potent. I don't even know.